Welcome to Delivery, a podcast dedicated to helping women navigate relationships with men. I'm your host, Cyrus, and I'll be your guide through the world of courtship. The intent here is to get good women with good men by educating our women on who men are, how we function, and what is it that we think about. This is meant to give you ladies a better way and better understanding of how to work with us. Here's the basis of how I see relationships being built and maintained. And it goes like this. Communication builds trust and trust builds relationships. This podcast speaks to women who are seeking marriage and are ready to learn and do the hard work that is required to get it. There will be hard truths and I assure you that I will do my very best to be as gentle as possible in my delivery without compromising the cold, hard truth. If this isn't you, it's best for you to tune out. This is a place for good women to improve their understanding of who good men are. Traditional values are not negotiable here. So, before I leave you with some clips from our weekly live discussions, safe space sessions, let me give you a little breakdown of what it is to expect. Question and answers about how and who men are, how we function. Yes, the hard truth is there's no pandering here. Story time, commentary on how to handle various situations and issues that we as men and women find ourselves in. Around relationships, of course. And of course, education on men the current dating environment and how to minimize the trauma that comes up when you're not knowledgeable of who men are. So our first episode will begin with addressing a very, 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 very important issue, which will set the foundation for everything else. Men and women are not the same. And that's where we're going to begin. So now, Here's a taste of how I, Cyrus, your ever-patient host, delivers the truth. Enjoy. Bingo. But isn't that kind of what most men do then? Mm-hmm. And do you see the problem? Then it's kind of both people, isn't it? But do you see the problem? Not really. So you don't see prostitution being enacted in society on a large scale as a problem? But whose fault is that? Well, men's. No, hold on. I'll, t- I'll give it to you. It's the men's fault. Do you see it as a problem, though? I mean, yes. Okay. So if it's a problem and you can see it, why are we, as why are women, supporting the problem? It's men's fault. I'll give it to you. 100%. We're meant to lead. Set the example. But why are women still participating in something that is bad? Because if, if it's viewed as that way, it's been instilled in men and women for a very long time. It's been taught by people that that's what you, you know, should do or whatever. 
but it hasn't been instilled enough for you to not see it as bad. You still see it as bad. So you still have the choice to not participate as women, correct? I mean, but some people might not know any better either. No, hold on. You, you do see it, right? You do have personal autonomy. You're not, women aren't dumb. Women are not any less intelligent than men. I'd argue most women are more intelligent than men, to be honest. So the question is, why would women still participate in something that is inherently prostitution? I don't know. And that's something to think about. And that's why this matters. Because yes, men set the example for society. Men are meant to lead society. 100%. But we still cannot discredit that women have autonomy. And that what's, what um, the, the leaders of society have led women towards is still bad. It's a form of prostitution. So why are the women going to continue to enter into this form of prostitution when you have the option to opt out of it because no one's putting a gun to you lady's head and saying this is what you need to do Alondra welcome how are you hi thank you for having me up so I I totally understand that men care about body count why I, I don't understand why, but I understand that they do. But I wanted to genuinely ask you, mm-hmm. so what should a woman do um, for pleasure, right? Because women are, we're sexual beings just like men are, whether men want to admit it or not. We care about pleasure. So um, while we're waiting for, you know, the, the man that hopefully we're going to marry and spend the rest of our lives with, how should we satisfy our needs, assuming that men are still going to sleep around? Okay. Um uh, one quick thing before I address that. Uh, loose is basically what I'm referring to is when I say loose, guys, it's about you're just very open with your body, right? Whether it's going all the way, not all the way. Um, you're just freely drinking, no real sense of self-care. You're just loose with it. Whatever happens, happens, right? Some may call that being a free spirit. But you're putting yourself in not safe environments. Uh, back to your question. You're wondering about what an individual should do when there are men who are having sex, right? And you as a woman are trying to remain chaste, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm just curious what would be acceptable to a man, right? Because women, we have sexual needs and we want them satisfied. So so how can we satisfy them um, without, you know, losing a man's respect, so to speak? Okay. Um, interesting question. Well, first and foremost, uh, the group of men that you may be assuming are out here having sex, they're not. The far majority of men don't get sex. Um, so just to dispel that for you, so maybe that could help ease the, the, uh, tension of having to be chased, right? There are a lot of men who just don't have access to sex, right? So they still want it. They just can't get it. For whatever reasons, they're not attractive enough to women. They're not socially adept, 
et cetera, et cetera. Now, what an individual could do, because it doesn't have anything to do with sex, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, well, you practice abstinence, right? You remain chaste. And then the way in which to solve that is to get married, enter into a commitment with somebody so you can have all the sex you want with the, you know, um, expected safety and trust of a committed partner. You say that like getting married is so easy, right? <laughs> so was, we'd all well, be married, at least well, those who want it. <laughs> it's, it's not as hard as we make it out to be. The, the issue is that for a lot of us, we've, for, we've completely forgotten the purpose of marriage. We all think it's supposed to be about happiness and, well, it's supposed to be fulfilling to me and make me happy and me and me and me and inherently there lies the problem. Right? A lot of people look at marriage and all they're thinking about is I. Marriage was never about I. Never. So when we begin to remember that marriage is not about I, and it's about a we, and even greater than just we, but it's about a community of people, right? That's typically what it's going to inevitably um, affect and be a part of you see it differently and when you see it differently it becomes a lot easier to enter into because your priorities change your expectations change your requirements change the type of and with all those things changing the type of people um, you look for also changes so the reality is it's not as difficult as we tend to make it we as human beings just like to make our lives far more difficult than it needs to be. Um, well, I'm trying to understand uh, the topic. Is the topic that women should save themselves for marriage or that their body count should matter to men? Oh, what was the last part you said there? Or the that their like, body count should matter like to the person they're with. Like, I'm just I'm trying to grasp the topic so I know which direction to take this. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, very very briefly uh living your best life tends to refer to going out and you know drinking bars clubs being very open and free with you know promiscuity um both men and women there is very little to no benefit in this unfortunately though for women it has a far more damaging effect on their prospects for uh marriage in the future Versus for men, it doesn't have damaging, not so much, not so heavy damaging effects on their future in that regards, but it does have in others. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I see where you're coming from, where as far as marriage in the future, it, you know, a, a woman's amount of promiscuity could have an effect on her future versus a man, because there is that double standard there. Um, however, People do say, because a study has been done, that multiple sexual partners can emotionally affect you. And this is not just women. So a lot of men like to be like, oh, well, you know, every partner she's with, she gets emotionally invested. And eventually it's going to damage her mentally, et cetera, et cetera, forgetting that it also psychologically affects men. Um, so I guess my point is... Um, if it has the same psychological effect on both men and women alike, why are women still judged on the amount of men and or women they decide to be with 
when it has the same effect on a man. Because I just don't see the point. Well, should never be judged. Shout out to you. Typically, the judgment is coming for, on one hand, the judgment tends to come from other women, right? That's something that happens a lot, that other women will judge other women for it. Um, You guys do do that. And when it comes to the men looking at this, it's it's just unappealing to us, right? Um, even, and I, I, you probably weren't here, but I gave the example of, let's say you were a widow, you had kids, right? Um, I found you, I, we met, we married. The, just the idea that another man you know, was with you, even though I knew everything was all good, it would still bother me. It'd still be, I don't like to think about it, just as a man, it's just typical biology for us. I mean, I feel like that's more of a um, dominance issue and a personal issue with inside you and not so much a um, declining factor in someone's worth or value. I never said anything about worth. Okay, but when you you say... Appealing to us, quote-unquote. Right. When you say, I lose interest or that is not appealing to me, Mm -hmm. um, in a sense at least as a woman, it makes us feel like you're devaluing us because who exactly. we chose to share our body with, um, you know, and it's kind of like no, it's, when people it's not say... About, it's not about who you chose. The who is irrelevant. The less I know about who you were with, is the better for me. It's a matter of, okay, this... We look at it as like this, right? Having... As men... Right? The greatest honor that a woman could give us is a child. And the only way to have that child is through sex. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we look at you know, access to a woman's body, it's like, whoa, okay. You've given, you've given the potential of the greatest honor to some guy because he bought you a drink at the bar or because... He stuck around long enough and gave you some compliments, but never took the time to respect you and marry you. That's what we look at. That's where the problem lies. What about the women who cannot conceive children? That's, um, that's a scenario that goes out of the scope. I mean, do you look at them the same way is what I'm saying? Why would I look at a woman? What do you mean the same way? Okay, you're saying that... Hold on, as... hold on. One moment. Why did you bring that up? Women I'm, who I'm, have children? I'm explaining. Because you said as a man, um, we look at it as like every um, person that you choose to sleep with, you are given the opportunity to them to potentially have a child, correct? And we look at that and they, um, you're like, well, do I really want to be with you because you gave every Tom, Dick and Harry this chance, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the woman who cannot conceive children, is their promiscuity in your eyes excused because they cannot conceive children. So therefore they didn't give anybody that opportunity. No, it's not an excuse because there's no way for me to know whether she can or cannot have children. I mean, there is. You Women get diagnosed with like PCOS all the time. Well, then that would be something that woman would have to feel comfortable enough to share with me, such an intimate detail. I don't know why she would share that with someone she just met or has only known for a couple of weeks so quickly, especially if the intention for marriage isn't on the table. So no, most the majority of conversations would never go there and they would never know. So for most men, the assumption is your womb is working perfectly fine and you have the capabilities of birthing child. Okay, and I guess on a 
Um, on another note, let me see how I want to put this. Um, so would you as a man, if a woman held you to the same standards that you hold women to, would you feel judged or would you feel that it's unfair and unjust treatment because they're judging you off of something minuscule and not your character and not who you are as a person? Well, how I treat my body is a part of, is indicative of my character, one. And two, I wouldn't feel any ways about it because as women, you're allowed to have that, you're allowed to make that decision, have that preference in who you're going to be with. The same way a woman can say men who don't make a certain amount of money are useless to them. That's damaging, isn't it? But we understand that's just her preference. So in the same way that men are saying, listen, uh, a woman who's been, you know, very promiscuous or just too promiscuous for whatever his standard may be is too much. That's his preference. So if a woman has the same preference in terms of a man's promiscuity, why should I be upset about that? I just ask because some men have that outlook, like women cannot sleep around but for men it's perfectly socially acceptable because of the double standard that's why i had to ask that question well here's why here's part of why the double standard exists and a lot of people don't talk about it if women as a collective decided they were not going to interact with men who had previous partners that double standard would quickly begin to change but unfortunately for the sake of our conversation the majority of women are accepting of men who have whatever body amounts of body counts or is very frivolous and disrespectful to his body. And they don't factor that in because, well, men and women tend to look for different things in each other, or at least in terms of priorities. So how do you feel about a man who decides to marry a woman with a high body count? That's his decision. Why would I feel any way about his decision? Well, I just, I know it's personal preference. I know because I was in another live, I want to say, I don't 